Hello everybody, my name is Shelia Collins and I'm presenting my wheeling project at 9.30 in the evening. Anyway, let's get started. Um, war is a serious thing. We think, oh, since we aren't on the front lines, it doesn't matter. Well, spoiler alert, it does. Uh, we as a nation are protected from invasions from our enemies. And we take that kind of for granted. Um, time may not be able to erase the bloodstained path, but we as a nation can. All those soldiers on the front lines have families, and believe me, they care. They care more than you actually think. As a nation, we must wonder, who's making the greater sacrifice? Our soldiers? Or us? Now, you may be wondering why I've started, off my, started my project off like this. Well, the answer is simple. In a world where war is pretty much inevitable, we seem to think that everything is going fine, when in reality, everything is actually falling apart. So, the facts are, we as a nation, one, we just know literally nothing about what, how things are going during a war, but there is a silver lining. Sometimes we are front and center in the action. For example, in World War II. Now, I don't like talking about this particular war, but I feel compelled to uh, <laughs> bring it up. Um, because I feel compelled to bring this up because, for good reason, it's one of the most talked about wars in history. Like, bring up the topic of war any war, and this will be a person's number one answer. So, let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> world War II, otherwise known as the Second World War, lasted from September 1st, 1939 to September 2nd, 1945. Some famous faces from this war are, of course, Adolf Hitler and his posse of Nazi slaves, soldiers, <coughs> um, the United States presidents Franklin D. Roosevelt and Harry S. Truman, along with other powers, such as the United Kingdom, France, the Soviet Union, and along with many others. Now, as you may recall, I mentioned before that this was the most talked about war ever, right? Well, that's very true, and the reason for this is because the Nazi's leader, Mr. I-have-a-square-mustache, thought that anyone who wasn't pure, blonde hair, blue eyes, <coughs> the Jews, you get the picture, uh, was not fit to, well, live. Like, at all. So, Mr. I'm 5'9", have a paper square glued to my upper lip, decided to have them all put in the concentration camps. <laughs> this is what happened in said camps. And no, I'm not going to get descriptive with this part, particularly because this... Particularly because this... This part of World War II makes me want to throw up profusely, but also because this is really decent insight on what exactly Hitler, the madman, decided to do, and decided to do to try and wipe out an entire race of people, alias known as genocide, or genocide, whatever. The Shoah, better known as the Holocaust, was where approximately between 5 to 6 million Jews died during this time period. 
This is about one-third of the Jewish population at the time, and I'm nothing if not faithful to my source material. The estimated exact number of Jewish people that died is 5,896,577 people. A pause here for those of you who are gawking at the screen. Okay, yeah, so I'm letting you know now. Almost all of this is exclusively from Wikipedia. Oopsies. <clears throat> now that that's over, please let me direct your attention to a part of this famed war you may not be familiar with. The Mengele Twins Experiment. And I apologize profusely if I am pronouncing that wrong. Named this war... This particular part of the war um, was named after Dr. Joseph Mengele, the Torres Angel, literally meaning Angel of Death. He performed deadly experiments on the twins of Auschwitz, um, which would later be named the Mengele Twins Experiments. Whether it was by lethal injections, shooting someone, or downright beating the person to death, he held no remorse for what he did. And the twins themselves would be put through we the twins themselves would be put through weekly tests before being sent off to the before being sent off to the gas chambers after Mengele was finished with them or gained no more interest in them. Side note I haven't expressed my extreme hatred for this man. Next to Hitler himself, Mengele is by far one of the worst human beings I've ever heard of. Now, aside from the German boogeyman, the place that is most notable for the t from this time period was Konzentrationsglar Auschwitz, literally called Auschwitz Concentration Camp. Yay. It was a complex of more than 40 camps used for torture and experimentation of beauty of Jewish people. They often branded, oh, sorry, tattooed them with serial numbers on their left forearm on the on the left side of the body. Um, there were horrible living accommodations, alias known as bunkers, um, daily roll call, you know, you get it, the gist. Um, the sanitary conditions, however, were horrifying. Like, Jesus. Like, I don't even think they had working toilets. Yuck. The men started their day at 4.30 a.m. And, and, and started an hour early in the winter. The women started earlier, although it is not speculated when. They were given little to no food and a coffee or tea substance once a day. Let's file this under yikes and move on. Now. Please let me direct your attention away from the German boogeyman. Wow, I just said that. I'm horrible at this. I apologize. Um, now, let me direct your attention away from the uh, concentration camps and mass genocide and towards the people in Germany uh, itself. And let's just see exactly what it was like to live under Hitler's regime. There were second-class citizens who... They were second-class citizens who did everything you'd really expect. Went to school, got married, worked, shopped. But they did all this with the backdrop of war behind them. Families were split apart as some went to fight and ultimately die on the front lines. And their families were forced to watch. 
not literally, but you get the point. Towards the end of the war, the German people realized what a horrible person Hitler actually was and decided to revolt. And so they did. After realizing he had lost the respect of the people, he tried to pull a fast one with his final siege. Predictably enough, it failed horribly. And he retreated to his underground bunker that was roughly 55 feet under his headquarters as as chancellor, where he committed an unimpressively over-the-top suicide. At least that's my take on it. By first indigesting a cyanide capsule pill, um, before shooting himself with a pistol on April 30th, 1945, as his bunker collapsed on top of him. Okay then. Now as for the rest of the story, the war ends the war ended on uh November ninth, nineteen eighty nine. The war ends and on November ninth, nineteen eighty nine, the Berlin Wall comes down as Germany is somewhat restored to its post war stability. Uh so yeah, um so back to the question. Uh in the thesis that I totally forgot to write. Mr. Geesey, please don't kill me. Um, how did how did war affect the country, and ultimately, how did they care for their citizens? Well, I'm going to cut the crap and get straight to the point. He didn't. Hitler did not care who you were if you didn't belong somewhere in his Nazi plan. In his Nazi plan, you were irrelevant. Which is ridiculously overlooked in terms of this war. Personally, I think Hitler only cared about three things, power, perfection, and order. He didn't care what he had to do to obtain those three things, and I'm compelled to agree that he is a monster in history. (sighs) Thank you for joining me talk about this horrific event and its extremely out-of-line leader. Hope you enjoyed learning. Now, if you would excuse me, I am going to go dive into Greek history and calm down from the mass genocide that I just went over. Of Wedderschein.